Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm chatting with Regis Cowan. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. Today's podcast is with Regis Cowan, and she is an awesome human being. She was in a small little um, coaching group that I was part of with my one of my coaches, Mona Lisa Andavia. And um, I loved everything that she's doing and putting out in the world. She just recently started a podcast, and it's great for anyone who wants to explore a little bit more holistic living. So we chat about all of the things that she's been up to and what she is doing. She has an awesome free little ritual kit that we talk about at the end of the episode that I would highly recommend checking out. And um, anything else? She is a millennial coach, but I feel like a lot of what she talks about is really pertinent for anyone who is working on rediscovering who they are again. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to have Regis Cowan on with me. And I'm going to kind of throw it over to you, Regis, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, everybody. Thanks, Andrea. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Um, so a little bit about me and what I do. My name is Regis Cowan. I'm also known uh, as the Holistic Sojourner. And I'm a life coach, life purpose coach for millennials, and I focus on helping them find their calling and live their light. And so however they feel like they need to do that, I help them kind of uncover that. And the main thing that I like to focus on is millennials who are going through their quarter life crisis. Um, So that's a little bit of a rundown about me and kind of what I do. Yeah. So I want to talk, uh, well, my first question is how did you kind of come into the millennials segment of coaching and working with millennials? You know, it actually just kind of came to me one day. Um, I was working with my coach, you know, Mona Lisa, and we were talking about what is it that I've been through that I feel like I could really speak to others on. And so I was just kind of brainstorming one day and it just kind of popped out of nowhere where, how did I get to where I am today and what was like my big turning point? And I realized I was having a quarter life crisis. Mm. And so I kind of flipped that into well, what age group is having the millennial, the quarter life crisis right now. And I'm like, oh, millennials, they're going through this right now. And so that's something that I could really speak to um, because I've been through it and that was my spiritual awakening. So I went, oh, that's perfect. I know exactly who my audience is, who I need to talk to. And so I just kind of jumped into the whole millennial um, category. Ooh. And what is a quarter life crisis in case someone is like, I don't know what that is. Ooh. Okay. So the quarter life crisis, um, is what they categorized at around age 25, or that's at least what it used to be. I don't think it's necessarily age, around age 25 anymore. I think it's a lot younger, but it's usually when you are pretty much questioning everything, you know, everything you've learned, um, it's more so like, I like to kind of compare it to a midlife crisis, mm-hmm. but they call it the quarter life crisis because 25 is quarter of a century. So you're having this, you know, life crisis where you're questioning everything and it's kind of the point of where you're ready to redefine yourself because you don't feel like maybe you don't know yourself or the way you thought your life was going to be. It's not. So it's really a phase of questioning. That's how I like to, to answer that. 
Yeah, no, I can totally relate. And I've, I remember reading a, I don't remember what book it was called. Maybe it was a quarter life crisis, but I read a book like that. I think probably when I was 25 mm-hmm. and, um, cause I started my business at 28. Wow. So I think shortly after that, that's when I, my wheels started spinning of like, huh, maybe I should start my business. Yeah. And it was probably around that time where, you know, things kind of got shifted in my brain to say, mm-hmm. okay, let's not, let's not just be at a gym. Um, let's, you know, see if we can do this stuff on your own. Right. So what about for you? Like, what was your kind of, um, awakening or how did you kind of even realize like you were just maybe going through the motions and you needed something else to kind of spark, you know, within you that you could do something like this? Um, let's see. It started probably almost 10 years ago now. Seems like yesterday. Um, I was in my early twenties. I was working for a hair salon full time. Um, I was a manager there and I was just kind of, yeah, going through the motions of life or at least what I thought was good. Um, going to work every day, partying, hanging out, you know, supposedly living this fabulous life on the outside, all while, all while making $11 an hour. So, <laughs> you know, that wasn't that much back then, but I was, you know, making it work and making it look good on the outside. Oh, yeah. And so when things started to shift, when that was probably the beginning point was the money. I'm like, okay, I need to make more money. What, what else can I do? What do I want to do with my life? Um, and so I think that was the first thought. And then it kind of continued on when other things in my life started to shift as well. So I was in a relationship and I wasn't happy anymore with that. We were living together at the time. And, you know, looking back, he was going through a quarter life crisis too at the same time. So here I am questioning, you know, what is it, what it is I want to do now that I've been at the salon for four years, how can I make more money? My relationship's not good. We're arguing all the time. Um, And so it was just like a lot of things started to happen at one time. And then I got to the point to where I didn't even like getting up, going to work anymore. I didn't like the people I was with, my manager, you know, I was just kind of on this search and on this quest and, um, yeah, things just got really, really bad for me to the point where I'm like, I just, I can't take it anymore. And so I jumped around like most people looking for a job to fulfill me. Um, I had always kind of wanted to go into the medical field, but I didn't because I went to college for a year, didn't work out, came back home. And that's kind of how I got into the salon business of being a manager. Um, But being in the salon decided, oh, well, maybe I can do hair. So I went to hair school for a good nine months before I dropped out of that because I realized, ah, this isn't my passion either. Like, I can't do this every day for work. So I'm bouncing around, you know, from job to job, career to career. And, you know, at the time when I was working at the hair salon, you know, things got really bad there because my personal life started to kind of roll over into my professional life. And my manager started to see it. I knew it was happening, but I tried to just kind of shove it under the rug you know, try to just muddle through as long as I could. And so I remember I had this idea in my mind. And then I remember the day it popped up, I went, okay, either I'm going to quit this job or I'm going to get fired. I remember saying that in my mind, but I kept thinking, well, maybe I'll just quit. Maybe things will get better and I'll be able to quit. (laughs) Well, that didn't happen. So ended up getting fired from my job. And I think that was like the turning point of like, Regis, you have got to get it together. Mm -hmm. Something is going on. There's a shift happening. Um, There's more things that you need to be doing that you're not doing. 
and that this is a wake-up call for you and you need to figure out what it is that you need to do because this isn't it. So I think that was like the ultimate. Um, you just got fired from your job. You don't have any money. How are you going to pay your bills? I mean, that was like, girl, wake up. Let's get it together. Oh. So that was my turning point. Yes. I, I mean, I think that that's like I can relate for my own, you know, kind of like experience in that time period of my life. And I think so many do. We kind of just go through it. Like at that, you know, mid 20s, you start making mm-hmm. some money and then yeah, a lot. But again, you seemingly make it work and you go out and you have fun. And um, yeah. I can totally relate to being like, oh, everything's great. Cause that's what we're like kind of told to do is keep everything right. together on the outside, impress everyone. But really you're kind of like broken on the inside. Definitely. That's, um, that's something that's hard, I think, to do and kind of to awaken to as well. Cause it's like, you have to um, kind of open up to emotions that you're not necessarily right. always that pleasant of emotions mm-hmm. to up too. not comfortable at all no and I think that's probably what stops some people is like they don't want to go there they don't want to look and say you know what oh, yeah. I'm really not happy oh yeah definitely so one of the things that you had said with and I can relate to this too is like the people that you're surrounding yourself with Mm-hmm. So I feel like at this stage in the game, when, you know, that quarter lifetime, our friends are so important, you know, especially like people are getting married later in life. And so they're partnering up later. So your friends are like, that's what you have. And those are your people. And if you find yourself in kind of those toxic friendships, how can you help, you know, any advice for help, you know, maneuvering out of those friendships and, you know, trying to say, you know what, I don't want to go out and party mm-hmm. every weekend, but you're kind of in the in-between stage of, well, who, who do I go to next? Who are these people that I can hang out with then? Right. Um, yeah, I definitely went through that. And I can just, you know, be a testimony that I don't have <laughs> nearly as many friends as I used to. And I mean, even family members, when I started to make this shift, they kind of dropped off because we didn't have the same things in common anymore. Um, because, yeah, I didn't want to go out and party as much. And there were other things that I was interested in. Um, so, yeah, when you're in that space, I think the best way to handle that. Now, for me, I'm, I try my best <laughs> to kind of ease people into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm more of like, if I get to a point, I'm probably going to cut somebody off. That's just, that's just my personality. That's just how I am. But I will give the person the benefit of the doubt, you know. I think what you have to do is just kind of explain to your friends or people that are close to you, you know, that you're going through a change or that things are, you know, moving in a different direction for you. And it doesn't mean that we can't still be friends or that we're not, you know, still family anymore. But I just, my focus is kind of on this now. And I think the biggest thing with friendship is it has to be mutual. It's okay for you to go out sometime with your friend if that's their thing and they like to do that. But as your friend, they should respect you and know that, well, this is not Regis's thing anymore. She doesn't like to go out as much and that's okay. Um, Just find other ways to connect. And then if all else fails and they can't respect you, then they don't need to be your friend anymore. And, you know, I feel like that's the universe that's their way of moving people out so that new people can move in. Um, and when it comes to building new friendships, you know, I, I suggest to my clients that whatever it is that you're interested in, or if you have a new interest, 
um, start doing that. Start joining online meetup groups or, you know, if you like painting, if you like bike riding, whatever it is that you're interested in, there's a group everywhere, whether it's online or in person, and just start to um, network and meet new people. And sometimes those people become your best, your new best friends. So yeah, that, that's what I would suggest. Yeah, I love that. And I can relate to, because that's kind of when I cut off, I guess, I mean, one friend in particular that I'm thinking of is I just kind of stopped saying yes to going out all the time. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the the thing. I was like, okay, if you want to go to dinner, great, but I'm not going out with you after. And then that was kind of like the, oh, okay. Like she just stopped calling me for that because she knew I wasn't going to be the friend that was going to go out um, Mm -hmm. every single weekend. But like, hey, if you want to, you know, go to a basketball game or something like that and just dinner. Right. She was like, okay, I can call you for that. And that's kind of those boundaries where you kind of set. And I didn't necessarily say that to right. her. So if you're someone who also is like, I don't want to lose it. And I just, you know, that maybe that friend is like that, like you can do it that way and yeah. usually pick up the hint. And if they don't, and they, you know, are kind of overcrossing those boundaries, I feel like that's when you are like, okay, this, this is done. Like the friendship oh, yeah. has to be done. Mm-hmm. And that's because they're not respecting you. And I think that's sometimes a tough conversation again at that young age that you have to have. Yeah, definitely. I know I had a, a friend like that too, you know, and I have to say like that started to set in for me. Like I started questioning like, well, what kind of friendship do we really have? If you only call me when you want to go out, mm-hmm. do we not have anything else in common? I mean, you know, I started wondering about that. And there were people who were my friends at the time who I started realizing they're not really that type of friend for you. I mean, you really are just like a go out buddy for them. Yep. Because we have nothing else in common. Yep. Yes. And then ad- your advice on finding the new friendships, I think that is so key too, is, you know, putting yourself in the situations. Like if you enjoy yoga, you know, go mm-hmm. to a yoga class and then maybe do you just, you know, chat afterwards with some of the people who go. And, you know, a gal last night when I went to a yoga class had asked me, oh, do you come to this class often? And I said, yep, I try to, you know, every weekend that I can. And so, you know, we started chatting and sometimes it's as simple as that, you know, like we, in our mind, we think it's gotta be this whole like big, I guess, you know, grand thing that we do, but really it can be starting by just asking, Hey, do you do this often? Or have you been here before? And that can start a new conversation. Definitely. Just ask questions. Yes. Yes. Be interested. Yes, exactly. So if someone is kind of in this stage and they're like, okay, I know I'm in this job. It's not my purpose. Um, what advice do you have for them to kind of find their purpose or maybe switch gears? Cause I find it, you know, again, when 28, when I started my own business, it's easier for me to maneuver. Cause at that time I wasn't married. I didn't have my son, you know, it's really mm-hmm. easy for me to shift because I just had myself to look out for. So right. sometimes it can be easier in that regard. And then other times we kind of are like, well, I have to make, I have to make money because I am supporting myself. So what are some advice for those people who might be like, okay, I need to make a switch. I just don't know my first step. Well, definitely. Yeah. It depends on your personal situation. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend depending on where you are in life right now that you just up and quit your job, you know, without some type of plan or backup to hold you over. Um, so what I would suggest, which is kind of what I did, um, back when I was in my twenties going through my quarter life crisis, um, you know, I didn't know anything about coaching. I didn't have a coach at the time. So that's like my first thing that I would recommend is if you can find a coach or a mentor or someone you can talk to, um, just tell them kind of what you're going through and, you know, piggyback off of that. I think that's, you know, great. 
um, looking back, I do or did have a life coach. It was my mom, you know, my mom's my best friend and I would call and talk to her about these things. Um, you know, she was very non-judgmental and open about that. That's amazing. Um, so the first thing I would say is, you know, be open to conversation with someone, someone you trust or mentor. Um, and if you don't have that, because some people don't, then the second thing I would recommend is, um, just kind of dive into anything that is personal development or self-help. That's, that's kind of what I did when, you know, I started having this wake up moment. Um, I know Oprah was really big for me because at the time she was doing her, um, live your best life series. And so that was like, oh my God, it was such a big aha for me too. So I started watching that. I started reading books. Um, anybody she interviewed, I, you know, looked them up, read their books, got on their websites. Um, I just kind of did my own personal development because again, I didn't have people around me who really understood, you know, that I was on this journey or spiritual awakening. And so I just kind of dove into everything that I could. I went to the library. Sometimes I would stay there for hours reading books, you know, cause Hey, I'm $11 an hour or at that point didn't have a job. So couldn't buy all the books, mm -hmm. um, but the library's free. Um, going to the bookstore and sitting down and reading some of those books and taking notes. And, you know, nowadays, the internet, I didn't have the internet as much as I did back then. Now, um, you can Google any and everything to get um, tips and advice on little things that you can do now to kind of make that shift so that you don't do something drastic. Um, so those are my top two things that I recommend, a mentor and then just finding some type of uh, self-development material mm -hmm. to really dive into. Yeah. Was there any favorite books that really stuck out in your mind looking back? Um, hmm. Well, I will say, and this is, you know, per person, my, I was really big and into um, like spiritual phenomenon and metaphysics as I still am today. So, you know, I was really intrigued by like psychics, like, okay, what is it that they can see or what energy can they tap into? And so that kind of picked me up on a lot of other things. And so I started reading a lot of Sylvia Brown books, which she's passed away now, but she was a world-renowned psychic and she was on the Montel Williams show. And so I picked up a lot of her books and I read some of her stuff. And I remember she had this one book that just kind of talked about a lot of things that are um, in the world that we come in contact with all the time. Like, what's the real story behind it? So she talked about things like the pyramids. She talked about Ellis Island. And so these were things that really interested in me and which also turned me to some of her other books um, that were just about spirituality in general. Like, you know, what's your relationship with God and what are angels and, you know, all these different things. So I have several of her books. I think that was um, the start of my spiritual journey was diving into those things. Mm. I love it. And I feel like our conversation, it did, I mean, this can apply to not just millennials because it really can apply to anyone, no matter their stage of life, if they're kind exactly. of feeling that lost or like, I feel like there's something more here. I just haven't tapped into it yet. Like mm -hmm. this can go towards, I feel any age. Definitely. Yeah. I, um, 
I thought about that because I have some friends and, you know, other associates that are around my age. I'm almost 34 years old and I have some of them that are, you know, almost going toward 40 and they just haven't had like that spiritual awakening yet, but they're starting to question things. And so, you know, even though I target millennials, because that's when I have my, you know, quarter life crisis and, and awakening yeah, like you were saying, there are people who are past that age who are starting to have that, you know, starting to wake up now. So yeah, definitely this is this is applicable to them too. Yeah. Yes. Now, if you're kind of thinking about, okay, like maybe in, you know, back to like the millennial age uh, and they're like, okay, I want to live a little bit more holistic of a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. How can they maybe start that? Because Again, depending on who the person is, sometimes you don't think about like working out or taking care of yourself at that age if you just, if it just comes natural. So I find a lot of people, if they're like just naturally um, thin, they're like, I don't really need to take care of that. I eat whatever I want and whatever, (laughs) you know, and then they don't need to work out or they don't think they do. Um, Mm -hmm. What about like tips for that if they're in that kind of mindset? Um, yeah, same thing as before, like as far as, you know, Googling something or finding someone who may be into that, there are little things that you can do, um, to, you know, really kind of make a shift in being a little bit more holistic. Um, for me, I know when I worked at the hair salon, that was a big thing for me because it was, um, an Aveda hair salon. So I got introduced into Ayurveda, um, which was, you know, huge and I loved everything about it. Um, and so, you know, little things that I realized were starting to affect me, like, was I getting enough sleep? Um, was I eating the right kind of foods? Um, my skin was breaking out, you know, things like that, that you don't, you think is one thing, but it's really something else. And a lot of young people are probably having those same issues. They're not getting enough sleep. They're not eating right, you know, having skin problems. Um, so there are just little things that you can do, like starting to change your diet. Or if you're not the most active person to, you know, maybe try to do some yoga or go for a walk, go for a run. Um, There are a lot of little things that you can do. Change your diet up. You know, a lot of people don't eat vegetables, which I just don't understand how (laughs) we can live in a world and have all these vegetables. And so many young people are like, what's that? When you, when they see it on their plate, they have no idea what it is. Yeah. Um, So just trying to put something as small as eating, you know, a vegetable with every meal. Those are small changes um, that you can make to live a more holistic lifestyle. So mm-hmm. something small. I always say start small and commit to it, and then you can continue to make those changes. Yes. And like one little, I mean, for vegetables, like sometimes I, when I go to like the grocery store and sometimes the cashier is like, what is this? <laughs> See, like it was Brussels sprouts. And I was like, Brussels sprouts. You've never seen a Brussels sprout? Oh, you know, like, he's kind of like, oh gosh, like, oh, I should know what this <laughs> is. You know, like you could just see all his wheels were spinning. Like I should have known that, you know? Right. And I'm like, oh man, like just, that's why I'm kind of like, at least introduce it to my son. I don't know if he'll eat all of that. Like Brussels sprouts aren't his right. favorite, but he at least can identify them. And, you know, like there's so many different ways to dress up vegetables nowadays. Oh yeah put them in soup, you know, roast them, whatever, you know, and that's, that's one of the ways that's super easy. So if you're thinking, how, huh, when was the last time I did eat a vegetable? Right. And maybe like, you need to be your first <laughs> <laughs> Like look up a recipe and start figuring that out. Like that's what I had for our breakfast today. It was like roasted Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes. Cause I'm like, nice. 
my son didn't want, I don't know what I, he didn't want his moussouli. So usually he has moussouli in the mornings. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, I'll roast up this then. There and it go. can be something just simple as that where you're like, oh, I already had some vegetables in and I started my day off nice and strong. There you go. It's simple. <laughs> yes. Just got to make small changes. Oh, and now one of the other things that I know that you're passionate about is essential oils. Yes. And can you tell us a little bit about if someone's not familiar with even the benefits of using essential oils, can you tell us a little bit about them? Mm -hmm, Definitely. Um, So I like to think of essential oils is basically a plant in its purest form that's been condensed down into um, what we call an essential oil. Um, And so they can be used for um, health benefits. You can ingest them, although you have to be very careful with that before you decide to ingest. Um, But I like to use them, as for me and my clients, is for mood management um, because the limbic system is very responsive to smell. So that's one of my big things that I like with essential oils. It's something simple that you can carry with you at any day or any time. If you're feeling stressed or anxious, um, you know, you can pop out an essential oil and you can, you know, rub it on your temples or on your um, wrists. And it just kind of gives you like that instant vibrational lift. And that's what I love about essential oils because I can take it anywhere when I'm at work. Um, You know, if you're at the gym, you can use it to freshen up. If you have a headache, peppermint oil is the best for that. You just put a little drop on your temples and it's like instant relief. Um, So it's a natural way for you to, you know, kind of be a little bit more healthy and to manage your stress and your emotions. Because, I mean, you know, especially in today's technology world, we have so much stuff coming at us Mm -hmm. and pharmaceuticals are, you know, killing it right now. They're making billions of dollars. But it also kind of leads back to, you know, whatever issue or health issue you're having, putting a pharmaceutical drug on it just kind of, you know, pushes it under the rug. It doesn't address the problem. It Mm -hmm. just covers it up. Mm -hmm. So essential oils is a natural way that is a lot healthier and it's not addictive other than, you know, loving and buying essential oils. (laughs) Sometimes I do break the bank a little bit on them because I love them so much, but it's a good health benefit. Um, you know, instead of using Advil or leave or some type of pharmaceutical drug. So I'm all about going the natural route. And then, you know, if you have something severe, obviously, that you need medical attention for, then that's what you need to do. You definitely need to go visit a doctor. But essential oils can be used for everyday use things, um, whether it be for your health or around the house. So yeah, I love them. Very potent. Um, I use doTERRA. I know there's also Young Living out there. And those are two of the top essential oils. I will say that you can probably buy essential oils out of the grocery store, but they are not the best quality. So I do recommend those two brands, doTERRA or Young Living, um, to get the best high quality essential oils. Yeah, that's that's one of the other ones is like doing the research on the brand and the yeah. company. And I have a friend who, um, she makes her own and she's in North Carolina. And I have uh-huh. told her, I have this lavender essential oil blend and it literally is magic. And I told her, I'm like, I don't know what you put in here, but it, every time I put it on, like before, when I was pregnant with my son, I would get such bad Charlie horses in the middle of the uh-huh. night. And so I started putting it on before I went to bed, never got them. 
And then in the middle of labor, like I started getting Charlie horses. My husband put it on my legs and gone instantly. It went away. Wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like instantly. And so those are some of, that's why I'm like, I'm total believer. And I sent her an email. like. The power of plants, man, plant medicine. It's given to us for a reason. We just have to use it. Yes. Yes. And just, um, you know, people are kind of skeptical. Like that can be the main thing is just the skepticism, I would say, but you have Mm -hmm. to try it for yourself and see. And that's something that um, I think a lot of us, we don't always do is, you know, just be like, okay, just try a little bit or ask a friend. Cause again, like anytime someone asks me that the, that's the first thing I do is this oh, yeah. essential oil here, you need this. Try and it. So that's kind of like, and I'm sure you have one where you're like, yes, this will help with X, Y, Z, like the headaches with the peppermint. Mm-hmm. I did that on a new moon circle. I was getting a headache and I'm like, all right, I have essential oil right here. So I put some on and it like uh-huh. went away. So like, oh, again, the power I- of those. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have peppermint oil in my purse at all times. And whenever, sometimes I'm at work and I'll open it and just put it on the desk, my patients will come in or my coworkers will come in and be like, it smells so good in here. What does that smell? And I'm like, you can smell that from that little bottle way over there. And they're like, yes. So I'm like, it's amazing. It just lifts the mood and it's great. I love it. Uh, so I know you also uh, just recently started a podcast. So you, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Yes. So my podcast is um, just like my Instagram handle, which is the Holistic Sojourner podcast. And it's about women and health and wellness and just things you can do to um, live a more holistic lifestyle. My main thing that I focus on is mindset because that's a big thing for my audience. Um, So I'll talk about things like um, affirmations, and I love talking about my spiritual woo-woo tools, um, because a lot of people have questions about crystals and tarot, and like we just talked about essential oils. Um, So I like to introduce a lot of those things. Um, I do have a podcast coming up soon that we're going to talk about money mindset. That's been a big thing lately. Yeah. Um, So I feel like I need to address it. And so, yeah, it's fairly new. I'm enjoying it. I had a lot of good feedback so far. Um, So there's, you know, lots of topics that we can continue to talk about to um, boost your mindset and be holistic living. So, yeah. I I love that. And then, you know, kind of right along that same, you know, frame is you have a free kit. And I was, so me and Regis were in a small group with um, Mm -hmm. Mona Lisa, who I've worked with um, for many years, actually, since she started her coaching business. I think I was her first client. Wow. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I've known her for a really long time. And so I was kind of with you on this journey when you were um, making this, Mm -hmm. creating this kit. And I think it's so cool. And I want you to tell everyone kind of a little bit about this kit um, and why they might want to use it. So I have kind of put together um, just a quick little kit to introduce um, people to just more holistic lifestyle. And I call it the Come Back to Heart Center Ritual Kit. Mm -hmm. So it includes a downloadable workbook. There's um, an essential oil necklace that has a lava bead where you can put essential oils on it. Um, I've included a free sample of lavender, which is one of my favorite oils, it's like the universal go-to oil for everything, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of help calm you and introduce you to essential oils. But the main ritual is it's a meditation that I've created um, that I wish I would have had when I was, you know, going through quarter-life crisis or any type of crisis mode. If you feel like you're in panic or you're anxious about something, 
I created this meditation ritual um, with the lavender oil and with your necklace that you can wear and take it with you wherever you go. And it's just to kind of help you come back to your heart center. That's why I named it that. So it's to help you kind of calm down and release any anxieties that you may having. Um, I would have loved to have had that when I was in um, crisis mode at work. You can do something as simple as just run to the bathroom real quick and repeat the meditation yourself and just kind of take in the essential oil. And it's like an instant relief just to kind of bring you back to your center. Um, so I created that and I wanted to share that with you all. I'm so excited about it. I love it. Yay. And that's free. You just have to pay for shipping. It is. It's free. You just have to pay for shipping, which is $7.95. So it comes with the workbook. Um, there is an online course that you have access to. So you've got the recordings. I explain everything there, the downloadable workbook. Um, the meditation is also an audio, but obviously if you're out somewhere and you can't play the audio, um, I have a way for you to kind of come up with your own affirmations to use with your necklace and your lavender oil. So yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, yeah, that sounds amazing. And I loved the idea when you were talking about it. Mm -hmm. I think that's so needed. And it's such a great reminder that someone can wear and just kind of look and be like, connect back with myself yes. and, you know, have that scent there too, which I think is key as well. Yeah. And I think it's a good, it's a good introduction to meditation too. Cause a lot of people are like, how do I meditate? Do I have to be sitting on the floor with my legs crossed? And, and it's like, no, you know, meditation is like really just getting control of your thoughts, you know, and yes. having that quiet moment. I love it. You can do that anywhere. All right, Regis. So now it is time to ask our weekly challenge. So every time I have a guest on, I have you guys kind of throw out a weekly challenge to the listeners. So what would you like that weekly challenge to be this week? So since we're talking about, you know, meditation and reconnecting to your center, I have been challenging my clients and I want to challenge you all to journal for 30 days, 30 days straight. That is it. my challenge right now. Um, for me, it's super easy because I already journal every day. But for a lot of people, just to take time out of their day, you know, to themselves, whether it be five minutes, 10 minutes, a lot of people don't do it. And a lot of people don't do it consistently either. No. Um, so that's my challenge is to journal your thoughts. It can be five minutes, 10 minutes out of your day for 30 days straight. I love it. That's a great one. I don't think we've had that one. So thank yeah. you for that. And I love journaling and um, the artist way kind of helped me get back mm -hmm. into that routine. So if someone's looking for like any guidance, the artist way is a great book to kind of start mm -hmm. with some morning pages. I have to look into that one. I haven't had that one yet. Ooh, yeah. It's, it's a fun little 12 week. And then you give yourself an artist date each week too. So then you kind of schedule something to tap into your creative side. So that's kind of Ooh. fun as well. So you can kind of really open some creative doors with that one. I like that. No. Yay. Well, thank Super. you so much, Regis. It's been such, such a pleasure having you on. Um, and everyone go out there and check out her podcast as well. Thank you so much. Awesome. So glad to have had this opportunity to be on your podcast today. Yay. Yes. So everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. 
And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.